Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, my that's so it's unfair. I may have I may have been my mind about Beaver, for example. Is is your is your book for sale about? Yes it is. Let me tell you. Have you ever asked God for forgiveness? I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you, 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 let me tell you. Say it like you mean it. This is my body. Yo, Trey. What up? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 118. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, aka the Evangelical Norm. So, um, it, I'm, well, one, I mean, it's Thursday, well, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and I'm just coming out with this episode because, uh, yeah, life is insane. Life is nuts. Um, so, I don't know a little bit about me. I don't know if I've actually shared the schedule. I'm pretty sure I have because I thought the schedule change, working graveyard shifts and stuff like that was going to um, open up my ability to be more on schedule with my podcasts. Uh, well, no, not really. <laughs> because it turns out that when you actually have to work, because um, I'm a supervisor, full disclosure, my, most of my job is just to supervise to watch um but when you actually have to get out there and actually do the work because you're short-staffed people because the government is paying people more money to stay home than blah 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 that's a whole nother episode right um you get really exhausted and instead of being able to come home and record podcast episodes i come home and i just crash so and it looks like i may be uh, starting a part-time morning job here too as well uh sometime in the near future so just a little bit to let you know what the future of let me tell you so um and the evangelical norm network if you will um of podcasts which are all done by me um things are going to change up so this podcast is no longer going to be a weekly scheduled for sunday kind of thing or monday morning or tuesday morning or whenever i get to it this is going to be kind of an intermittent podcast like i do with unsolicited as issues that come up that absolutely require some kind of commentary, I'll do an episode. So, I mean, it may be that I end up doing five episodes a week or one episode a month or something to that effect. Uh, the Master's Dog will still continue to be weekly. I will still continue to respond to um, the Saints Unscripted uh, podcasts and any other stuff that, that pops up um, a little it's like part of what I'm going to talk about today that's going to be here instead of on the Master's Dog. But those false teacher of the week will still be scheduled for every Saturday. Um, the fifth seal will not change. That podcast is going to continue every other Wednesday through the year and then every day through the month of November. And um, unsolicited, again, as albums dropped, as I read books, which obviously I'm not reading a whole lot these days. I'm listening to a lot. I haven't done a, I've, I've listened two or three times through, uh, Bodie Balcom's fault lines. I really do want to do a review of it. Um, just listening to it is not the same as sitting down and reading it. Um, I get, I, you know, I, I gather the 
some information as I go through, but it's I don't retain it as well as if I read it. So still have the, the hard copy sitting right over there on that desk um, that I'm going to go through. I will get a review in of Bodie Balcom's Fault Lines as also Eric Mason's uh, book that I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Shy Lynn's book. There's a bunch of books I've got to get done. Um, I will get done. Those will be on unsolicited. But as albums drop, I've got three uh, episodes upcoming of different albums that I've been sleeping on for a little bit. So just so you know, th that's kind of the, the, the way scheduling is going to work uh, from this point on for a little bit, at least until, you know, either I get a somewhat more stable in how I'm going to do things and uh, so on. So all that aside, it is, wow, it, it's, it's a TikTok world. Uh, so I... I have had a, this this kind of on and off again relationship with TikTok. I have an account. I've done two videos. One just kind of a tribute when uh, Mr. Solo from uh, Gospel Gangsters died, and then a response to a, a crazy video that result did um, that has since been taken down. <laughs> um, so, uh, so th that's all I've done on TikTok. I'm not really. I keep thinking I just want to do like the reaction guy and just duet with half of these ridiculous videos that are out there and just give it the that reaction for those of you who are listening yeah same reaction um but I, i'm so amazed as i've been watching it lately um which is a, a just an amazing time suck I mean, how much it's so weird that, I mean, it's like, they're like one minute videos. And next thing you know, you've been sitting there for an hour and a half watching mindless drivel come through your telephone, um, of basically nothingness. It's literally, I mean, people doing the same dance the, and a lot of times it's the same people, you know, you seeing over and over and over again, doing the same dance to the same tune horribly, I mean, there's one account on there that is just, apparently it's a comedian and he does like this thing of him and his kids and just vile, just vile stuff that, that is supposedly humor. And then people lip syncing to what he has already done with uh, just weird. I, I, I don't get it. I don't get the, the, the TikTok fame that people are becoming TikTok famous for lip syncing to other people's stuff. Uh, just basically repetitiveness, filtered um, weirdness. Uh, every TikTok live, it just seems like as you scroll through the TikTok live, it's cleavage, 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 DJ, cleavage, 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 guy playing a guitar, uh, cleavage, cleavage. It's, it's just, it's all completely... Mm -hmm. And, and the thing is, is TikTok doesn't allow nudity. So any of these cleavage that you get, I mean, literally I've sat and, and popped these things up and seen they have like 800 people watching them live as they're sitting there doing their makeup or whatever, just with breasts poking out. And it's dudes that are just expecting them to get nude when they know that they're not going, but it's, it's like this weird sexual it's bad it, it's it's ridiculous it is wow but then i'm like going well you know the world is following after this 
this filtered, lip-syncing, uh, overly sexualized, but yet demanding that there not be any of that kind of weird. I mean, just the hypocrisy and so on. And and let's kind of get into to exactly what I'm talking about. So here is your, I don't even know the dude's name, and I don't even care to know the dude's, dude's name, but apparently he is now Miss Nevada. The Miss Nevada pageant, beauty pageant, what, whatever you want to call it, was won by a dude. I mean, we I've been going on about this for weeks and weeks and months, and it's apparent. Ladies, where are the feminists? I'm, I'm serious. I'm, I've, I've never thought I'd ever hear myself say those words, calling upon feminists to stand up and go, "What is happening?" I mean, literally. I mean, women can't win sports events anymore because dudes who feel pretty are taking those awards women can't apparently win uh beauty pageants anymore because dudes are taking that dudes are taking women of the year in all kinds of different places women no longer win awards because dudes in dresses are winning all these awards and it i mean again and i, I read all kinds of stuff saying oh well it would just have been rude and and uh some, uh, I mean, I can't remember the word that was used a lot. Im- improper to not let this guy win in Pride Month. Well, praise God, Pride Month is over. All the rainbow companies can get out their white paint and go back to normal. Skittles can put the rainbow back on their thing and stop willing, selling white Pride <laughs> bags of Skittles and all the ridiculous stuff that is out there. But again, it's it's the... The TikTok world that you can be whatever it is because of whatever filter you want to put on and people just buy it. No, no, this is a dude. This is not a miss anything. This is a mister. I'm very confused about who I am and what I've got going on. I've got a mental disorder and you're giving me awards for what I should be getting psychological treatment for what I should be repenting and putting my faith in Christ for. This is what is, is out there. And it's amazing the fact that the people are just buying into this. And when, I'm, again, I, I'm, where's Gloria Steinem to, to step up and say, um, why are we taking away all of the opportunities for our women and giving them to dudes in dresses? Right? I mean... It's it's so weird. It, I I can't I can't even. My forty seven year old conservative mind does not comprehend the ridiculousness behind this and the the lack of anything, the lack of any kind of emotional uh, outrage, anything of people going. Women can't win anymore. You're, again, I've said this as as all these things. I'm, I don't know where it was. I wish I I just heard the video tonight, and I'm probably going to respond to it at some point in time in the next couple of weeks as I as I get to take take a look at it. But somewhere, some young lady was standing up in front of like a, a city council, a legislature, a legislative body of some sort, talking about 
not allowing men to engage in women's sports activity. This was a young woman and some kind of sport. And as she's talking about this, the men in the room who should have been men and stepped up and said, you're right, young lady, began to beat on their desks to overpower and overshadow the things that she was saying, calling out to say women are losing their ability to compete, engage, win anything because they, they cannot compete with biological men who put on a dress who decide they want to compete with biological women. Because whether it's because they can't compete on in the men's categories or what, you know, again, I mean, who do you not understand the mind of a man who would who would do these things? I mean, again, I've talked about you open up the women's bathroom to a, a boy who feels pretty and you are going to have high school boy after high school boy after high school boy who go, I can go into that room with that, with those girls and watch them take those showers. And all I got to do is say that I'm a girl. Do you know any high school boys? Because I was a high school boy. And I tell you what, I would have jumped on that, that opportunity immediately. And of course, everybody's going to go, well, that's a you thing. And that's a, no, no, it's a boy thing. And I guarantee you to have these kinds of policies puts young women in danger. Seriously puts them in danger. I mean, not just in danger of not being able to win awards and gain scholarships and stuff like that, because they're all going to go to the dudes who feel pretty. But you are literally putting them in physical danger of sexual assault from the guy who, who is an opportunistic pervert which uh, most high school boys are, you put them in, in that category. You put them in that situation. And it is ridiculous. And, and again, it's, you see it. You see it over and over and over again in all this hypersexualized garbage on, on TikTok. And the most hypersexualized is this guy. This guy has, uh, I mean, literally driven me nuts over the last week as I have scrolled through TikTok. This is, I guess his name is William White. He's, I don't know, 18, something like that. I, I don't know, young boy. And what he does is he lip syncs poorly. <laughs> and this is the other thing. I mean, it, and he, he winks and he's, you know, finger and, you know, and all I roll. Who, what, when did eye rolls become sexual? I mean, I roll my eyes at my wife and, I, and she gets mad at me because it's rude. We've always considered the eye roll rude, but he, he gets on an oh Mandy and, and you, and you've thousands upon thousands of women, older women who could be this guy's mom are swooning to this guy on TikTok. And then you got dudes coming in going, you know, egging him on and encouraging him and all this stuff. And did, did I miss something or did we lose the rape culture? Was this not just a thing just a couple of years ago that it was, you know, that was the 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 mantra and the 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 issue of, of women all over the place was you're creating a rape culture? Every one of those women who has, you know, encouraged this boy and and again they're encouraging him to can just continue to be boyish. My encouragement is why do he grow up? You know, Get a wife, stop whatever it is that you're you're hypersexualizing on Twitter and 
and you know and gaining some kind of whatever in, enjoyment you get out of watching women who could be your mother swoon. I mean, grow up, get a wife, have, make a living, uh, raise a family. That's what you should be doing. And men should not be encouraging him to do this. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. The, the sense of morality in our culture is gone. I mean, and not that that should be surprising in any way, shape or form. We should not be, I mean, I should not be shocked to see that this sense of morality is like just out the window in, in our culture, in, in society, especially secularized society, that you would see these, I mean, the same women who were, I'm, I almost guarantee you, I'm willing to put money on it, that during the Kavanaugh trials and, and, and so on, when, when he was being confirmed and, and all the accusations and stuff and Roy Moore and all these accusations that came out about men and, and so on, these are the same women that were shouting rape culture, rape culture, rape culture, and they're encouraging it in this young man. What are you telling him? That you just with a, a simple eye roll and a, a, a finger motion and a, and, and a wink and, a, and, and some, some kind of sexy... 80s ballads that that don't even look natural coming from that face i mean barry manilow coming out of this dude doesn't seem right you know any of the other songs marvin gay don't just don't don't even get me started there coming out of this dude doesn't even look right but yet the encouragement of that's all you need to do and 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 Pardon the, the, the crass phrase, but pennies drop, right? That's what you're telling this young man. But yet in the same breath, you're on other platforms and so on, complaining about rape culture. You've given up that platform by encouraging this young man to continue to do the ridiculousness that this young man does. And it's not just in, in, in the world anymore. And then again, this is stuff that's been going on for years and years and years because I was guilty of it too once upon a time. But videos have come out. You know, TikTok, it's the TikTok world. Everybody's just lip syncing everybody else's stuff. You know, I don't have to be a funny person. I just have to be able to lip sync along well enough with, you know, comedians like Ron White and Jeff Foxworthy and and anybody else who has a, a funny accent. And I can become TikTok famous just for lip syncing their stuff or lip syncing, just horrifying and making my head big with some kind of weird filter and, and doing, you know, <laughs> my my mind can't take it. But now we've got videos coming out of J.D. Greer and Ed Litton, who are the former and now current president of the Southern Baptist Convention, literally plagiarizing sermons. And again, this is not new. This is not new, but it's like you would think the people who are on the level of these men would be. And I mean, and again, the fact that they've lied about their sermon prep, because apparently they're so high up and they have so much stuff they don't have time to prepare sermons for the bodies that they are called to shepherd so they just take other people's sermons and pass it off as their own i have literally watched men take verbatim sermons and i mean i've been watching this for 20 years i remember literally 2003 
in the Vineyard Church in Pueblo, Colorado, before I became the pastor there, watching a guy who we had just watched a video at his house days before, and then he came in and preached almost verbatim the exact same sermon that we had watched on a video from somebody else, including the stories, making them his own, the anecdotal stories that one pastor had preached, and then this guy is taking and trying to pass them off as his own stories, and I'm going, wait a minute. And back then I thought it was weird. And so, full disclosure again, I've never just outright plagiarized a sermon. But the way that I used to do my sermon prep is I would spend my time on Sermon Central, and I would read... Sermon after sermon after sermon after sermon on a topic that I was going to be preaching on. And then I would take bits and pieces. And sometimes I would take whole paragraphs verbatim. One thing I never did. And, I, and, 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 and watching this other men do this, and I'm proud to say, I have never taken somebody else's story from their childhood or something else and tried to pass it off as my own. Okay, I've got enough stories, anecdotal things that I can take and replace theirs with something somewhat similar and relevant to put into the sermon. But I mean, these guys are doing and it happens all over the place. I mean, literally, you have people writing and selling sermons to other people to buy so they don't have to do their sermon prep. Here's the deal, sir. If you claim to be a pastor of a church, prepare your own dang sermons. All right. Because the, the, the church could not be a TikTok where you're just lip syncing somebody else's. Because you are called to shepherd the souls of the people in your congregation. Here's the deal. If your congregation is too big, I am, and I have been this way for, for years. I have been a kind of a, a, an opponent of the mega church. Because a man like Rick Warren, who uh, I, I don't know if I've done an episode of Rick Warren. Yes, I did. False Teacher of the Week who I would consider a false teacher because of some of the things he teaches about Christianity and Islam. He can't be a pastor of a 10,000 person church. You cannot shepherd the souls of 10,000 people. That church should be broken down into smaller community churches and, and gone on. But that's the, the society. Again, we have become the TikTok world and we are reflecting even in the church the fact that we just want to follow the celebrities. People just want to follow the celebrities. And it becomes even dangerous in, in reform circles because there are people who would like to claim that Jeff Durbin is their pastor when they live in somewhere in the middle of rural Arkansas and all they do is watch Apologia sermons online or, or Doug Wilson or... I mean, God forbid Brian Sobey that there are people out there trying to claim that Brian is their pastor when when he's not. These men cannot be your pastor if you're just watching them. You need to be involved in a local church body with a body of elders who can shepherd you and who can, you know, exercise church authority and discipline and all the things that are required of a church and speaking into your life and blessing and prayer and all those things. I guarantee you. If you are just watching Jeff Durbin's sermons on, on the internet, and even if you think you're interacting with him on Facebook or something like that, I guarantee you Jeff Durbin does not pray for you in the same way that he prays for Dusty Marshall who is sitting in the pews or John Wybrew who is sitting in the pews or um, I'm trying to think of other names of people I know that are actual local members of Apologia Church and my mind is going blank. But 
You know, I mean, Jeff Durbin can never be my pastor. I live in Ogden, Utah. And as much as I love the way that he and James and Luke and, and Zach and all the elders there preach and exercise the, the authority of elder over the, the local body that they're given, I can't be a member of their church from hundreds of miles away because it's not the same relationship. It's why we need a local body and we need pastors who are willing to step up. If you're in a place, okay, so you're the president of the SBC and you don't have time to prepare your own sermons for a Sunday. So step back from being a, a, the, you can be an elder on the, on like a team of elders and uh, of equal um, leading elders of plurality. That's what I'm trying to get a word for. Let somebody else step in as the lead or the teaching or that who has the time to sit down and prepare sermons and present to the local body what God is speaking through the scripture and, and do it. And don't try to be somebody else. Don't be the TikTok church where all you're doing is lip syncing someone else's stuff. Or don't try to be the TikTok church where you're just following after the person who has no idea who you are and has no idea that you are expecting them to be responsible for the uh, the um, shepherding of your soul. You cannot do that. That's not what the church is. You cannot be a you know a member of Christ Church. From Moscow, if you live in Southern California, it's just not, it's not plausible. You can't follow after the celebrity pastor and you cannot preach other people's sermons to the body of believers that God has given you. Because I guarantee you, even if, if, okay, so say Brian, my pastor, who I love and so greatly appreciate. I guarantee you, if he were pastoring Apologia, if he were in Arizona, and this last week, I don't remember exactly what uh, segment of Matthew we were in. There was a, I was not in, I was outside greeting and, and doing stuff and got caught up in other things. I did not have, and I haven't had time to sit down and listen to the sermon that he prepared. Um, but we are going through the book of Matthew. And I can guarantee you, the if he were in Arizona, dealing with the people that are members of that church, Joy Hunter, Matthew Hunter, uh, Summer and Eric Yeager, um, you know, again, Dusty Marshall and, uh, you know, Wade and all the people, Andrew, John, all the people that are members. And those are the people that he's thinking about as he's reading and preparing and stuff like that. A lot of the things would be the same because scripture is scripture and God is, but he's going to reveal different things that are intended for different bodies. So Brian's sermon would be slightly different if he were in Arizona than what he presented to the body of believers here in Refuge Church in Ogden, Utah. And it would be the same thing if he were up in Moscow, Idaho, dealing with different people because you have people on your mind as you are. If you are a pastor of a local church and you are adequately and accurately, um, appropriately, that I think that's the word I want caring for the souls and shepherding the souls of the people that, that God has put in your place. As you are doing your sermon prep, you are thinking about people in your body. It's inevitable. You know, we don't write sermons specifically for that guy, you know, but well, and depends on if maybe there's some church discipline issues and there's a right. 
but you are thinking about certain people. If you're just plagiarizing or buying somebody else's sermon that they've prepared for you, and then you're just putting it in a can and presenting it to the people, you are not thinking about the people that are in those pews. And maybe your church is so big that you don't even know anybody that are in those pews. And I don't think any of those things are sufficiently shepherding the souls of the people that God has given to you. Um, and especially, I mean, don't claim to be a pastor and then don't prepare your own sermons. And again, these are things that I've had to repent for on my own. I mean, you can call what I did sermon prep, um, but it, it, it was lazy and um, it changed over the years. And God, you know, drew me out of that kind of thing and convicted me of those sins. But, you know, again, these guys, are, I, I've seen some apologies and stuff like that, but nothing that makes me think that there's any kind of true repentance going on um, from this. I mean, literally, we've seen things where they're just basically like doubling down where, you know, this is the, I don't have time to do this, this or this. So this is why I do this, this and this. Well, then if you don't have the time, then you need to turn that responsibility over to somebody who does have the time so you can focus on whatever pres presiding over the SBC or whatever it is else that God uh, has called you to do or that you have called yourself to do um, out of vain ambition and have decided to do over and beyond um, pastoring the church that God put you in place to shepherd. So other than that, I don't have any strong feelings on the matter. And um, so, yeah, it, it's just it's it is crazy how our society is very much and very rapidly becoming a, a TikTok world. And it, I fear it. And I, I praise God that there are people um, that are in place that are, are resistant enough to it to go, well, we're not completely over the edge yet, but uh, please, God, <laughs> damn the river. Just stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> Lord, stop it. Because it, it, it's scary to watch how, how and again, all I, all I could do is go, I know that God is sovereign. I know that God is in control of all this. And in some way, shape, or form, all this ridiculous TikTok, over-sexualized, perverted, perverted sexualization, and just laziness within the church is somehow going to be redeemed and used to bring glory to him. And I'm confident of that. And so I continue to just move forward in that vein and trust that, that God um, is in control. To, uh, to copy kind of a, a, a lame uh, 80s CCM theme, but it's true. God is sovereign, and I praise him for that. And so thanks, guys, for taking the time to watch. I hope this was helpful for you. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And if you absolutely need to, use amplification. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. Mm -hmm.